Oh, yeah. So I've been, uh, just let me set the scene here. I have been with Glee watching on as various um, indie musicians have been pleading with Chuck Schumer to fund the venues of Brooklyn. Like the My Morning Jacket guy was like, please, Chuck Schumer, these bars need money for drink tickets. Yeah. So that they can give the musicians drink tickets. Was it you, was it you that, that said that we should bail them all out with drink tickets? Yeah. we got to <laughs> bail them out with drink tickets. What are they going to do? I mean, they already don't pay anybody, but uh, like... Well, before this, they had complained that they were all owned by Live Nation, which did suck. And I don't understand why people aren't just like, let's let Live Nation go under. Mm. Yeah, well, so so as as resident fish expert... Uh, a fish is known as a group that really, um, you know, it's a community experience. You've told me that before. Yes, we are. We've been recording for for minutes now, literally minutes. Oh no. Yes, you should. Rec- you should. You should record on your end. Um. Yeah, so. Because fish is such like a community-based thing. Now that we're in the time of uh, the the you know the tenth or eleventh plague that God is going to send, He's going to mm-hmm. send a series of plagues. If you weren't aware, this is yeah. one of many. Um, fish. <laughs> <laughs> what's fish going to do? Well, I don't know if you're aware, but at the beginning of COVID times, they started doing something called Dinner and a Movie, named for one of their early tunes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in which they would, each member would switch off a week providing a recipe that they love. And okay. would, um, play a show, a video recording. They pretty much record since 3.0 fish. Mm-hmm. This we're, we'll get okay. Into, so one point we'll oh, two point oh, and three point oh. Just a little history, to, uh, a little jargon. One point oh. Okay. First, first formative period of fish. We're talking about Hunter era fish. Hunter era through, uh, I believe, Farmhouse was the last yeah. one point oh record. Oh, so that's interesting. Nineteen eighty three to to two thousand. Okay. Uh, two point oh. 9-11 really there. changed fish, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. 9-11, yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. it didn't do anything. <laughs> they, we were uh, really affected by 9-11. We really they, had to change our sound. You're the only band that was actually affected by Y2K. <laughs> uh, 2003, they returned from their hiatus. They'd gotten mm. too big. Fish Inc. had gotten too big. They were having lots of parties. Things were getting out of hand. They return in 2003 for two years of just a shit show. Uh, a great music. Two really dark and scary jams and lots dark of... And sp- and, they're and, getting spooky. Because that's when they're... where? What are they? They're in their like mid-30s at this point? Like, and the they're, 30s, they're in like a weird midlife crisis. They're thing. doing their weird drugs. Trades, their weird yeah, drug time. Yeah, they, they like hard... Well, mostly Trey likes hard drugs. And yeah, well, yeah. Very, Groupy situations and like you know. It's funny that. you don't. See, he doesn't look like a junkie. I guess now he looks like a junkie. No, there's video. You gotta, I could show you some video. There's videos of him like snorting oxycotton on stage. And you can't. Junkies look like. Out. Junkies don't have really one bad. look. You're right. Yeah, if you look at pictures of him playing in 2004, 
he looks like a picture of someone on yeah no i i take it back because trey anastasio absolutely does look like a junkie because he looks like a guy from ohio you know yeah so yeah. of course he looks like he could be a junkie ohio but, people are junkies he's from jersey <laughs> jersey yeah. he's from jersey that's from weird to think about anyway so there's 1.0 90s 2.0 oh. is just a two-year period of debauchery up, of debauchery and and you know I think some great shows, but some, really some horrible ones. Mm-hmm. And then three, I, I'm a 2.0 kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is they got back together in 2009 and they continue to be back together. Okay. So I forgot what we were talking about. You said that Fish 3.0, like they record a lot? Oh, dinner in a movie. Since, since 3.0, they record. Okay, so 3.0 3.0 is we know is nice, clean, old fish. 2009, rehab yeah. rock, all yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Dinner in a movie is what you're saying. Dinner in a movie. All right. So they they started by playing a lot of the 3.0 shows because they had those all soundboard recorded Mm -hmm. and HD filmed with a whole film crew, every single show pretty much. Mm -hmm. So they would replay shows and people would, you know, hang out on Instagram or give each other COVID in person with scary parties. And COVID actually first got here in 2009 and we've been living with COVID for... Yeah, 11 years. Yeah. <laughs> I would believe it. Yeah, the super spreader concerts come from them. Oh, yeah. Uh, they have their own. So, what you're saying is they have their own version of Twitch called Fwitch? Well, that brings me to my next point. Oh, man. A, two weeks ago, Trey Anastasio, our, our Lord and Savior, yeah. started doing concerts uh, in, in an empty Beacon Theater <laughs> broadcast on Twitch. <laughs> yeah it's uh, all coming together more money, money for, for bezos yeah. raising money for a drug treatment center he's raised over a hundred thousand dollars so far from people oh man that sounds like he's planning one hell of a bender <laughs> uh he reads the the twitch stream so he, he'll be like fungus among us 420 thank you so much <laughs> Mm. I'm so happy you're here. I, I'm I'm happy we're doing this too. Llama died. Twenty seven. I love that jam. That's a tasty jam. I remember that one. It's one of the few I remember. So yeah, there's a community. It's just online. I mean, the commu- my, my, part of my fish thesis is that while community is important, I understand why everyone hates the fish community because it's terrible. Is it? more terrible that i find it's one of the more benign super fandoms out there because like when has a fish fan ever really affronted you in the same way that say a harry potter fan has hmm. like a, a, hmm. a harry potter super fan versus a fish super fan forget about it the fish fan every single time you know no i don't you the the, the general super fan demographic is pretty broy. a fish Oh yeah, that, you, that's you funny to think about. I don't, I don't normally associate it with that. I think of it as more nerdy, but you're no, saying it's broy. It's no, very. Bro-y. It depends where you see a show. If you go to a show in New York City or Long Island, it's going to be bros, pretty mm. much. And you get your wooks and and your you know your crystal hippies <laughs> mixed in. I don't Wait, think crystal fish hi- is... as in hippies that do crystal meth. No, they they sell oh. crystals. <laughs> they sell okay. crystals. I don't okay. think fish is is like serious 
enough for the nerds to be into. Like there nerds are, want. I mean, there are also nerds. It, but it, don't... it really runs the gamut. But no, there are nerds. There's also like there's also like music school people, like uh, <laughs> NEC, like fucking Berkeley people. Those type of people love fish. Fish is generally for for happier, more positive people. I think, right? Except for this I, fish two point I don't think so. I just I have experienced some. You know, I, I think there's a lot of talk about fish being a positive, you know, happy-go-lucky vibe. But I've seen some of the most horrific uh, <laughs> examples of humanity play oh, out at fish concerts. I've let's, seen let's in get the into that. Of like a tranquil, everyone's quiet in like a whole stadium. And there's just a guy screaming at his girlfriend and calling <laughs> Oh no! Uh, and well, they weren't fish fans. Maybe they were just there. Oh no, he was a fish fan. Sure. <laughs> he was uh, a crew yeah. that I I've recognized. They're 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 terrible. Do you know how many murders per year there are at fish concerts? Mm. Seventy. <laughs> wow! Horrible crap. There was... and they say the Juggalos are a gang. You know. Okay. Wait, what are they? What do fish fans call? Do they call themselves anything or just fish heads? It's fish fans. Yeah. I don't really have a, I don't really have a name. A few years ago, this is this is not going to get anyone on board with fish. Okay. Uh, the Nitrous Mafia. Are you aware of? No. So a big thing. People, you know, will you, you take a bunch of mushrooms? You walk out of a concert. You're feeling good. You want to do some nitrous for some right. reason. Yeah. And there, there's a lot of money. There's a lot of money in that. And they, were, they play at a place called the Gorge, which is the Gorge overlooks the Columbia River Gorge. Mm, gorge, honey, Gorge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a big, really out of the way place. And and so the Nitrous Mafia are these kind of leeches on the scene, as they play. <laughs> and uh, some at this one, there were a bunch of sort of neo-Nazi uh, Nitrous Mafia. Huh. <laughs> what? And they I... they beat the living shit out of a uh, fish fan of color. The, there uh, one, like, there are fish fans of color. Two, they found, <laughs> they found the guy there, uh, and they beat him like within an inch of his life. Why? Why did they? Because they were, were these. Were they high on nitrous while doing it, or did they not get high on their own supply? I don't know if you can. It's a lot of moving around and yeah. tanks and yelling. That's um. <laughs> is the fish community known for systemic racism? No, but it's not known for uh, diversity. Yeah, Which I don't is, normally think of a fish audience as being heavily. Uh, uh, it's the most diverse. Best I get at a show is playing my game of find a person of color. Yeah. And it can take a really long time. <laughs> Depressingly long time. Yeah, I, what I, about I, this band speaks to white people? What well, about it? <laughs> that's part of my thesis here. Uh, yeah. Question. Are jam bands just jazz for white people? <laughs> hmm. uh, are jam bands just... No, yeah, I, I don't think so. Maybe. I think there might be something to that because if there's anything I know that white people like, it's lots of scales played in sequence. Yeah, they like white scales. People, white people love Bach. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> like, and it's some Bach shit, you know? So it's 
Ooh, yeah, scales. Jazz is They're about playing our, scales. Jazz is about arpeggios, man. Yeah. Well, jazz is that they play scales in jazz, but well, they, they do in white people jazz. Yeah, the tropes, the tropes that jam bands play off. They're yeah. all it's all classic rock. Yeah, notes are less swung. They're not swung as much because it's always do 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 do. Whereas jazz is like do 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 yeah, they don't, they're not, they are funky, but they're funky in that white way, you know? Wow. You know what I'm saying? It's called cow funk. Yeah. Cow funk? Because they're from Vermont. Ah, I see. Hmm. I was telling my wife today. Your yes. wife? Yes. Ooh. Uh, 1997, 1998, after they cover Remain in Light for one of their Halloween shows mm-hmm. in 1996. There's a there's a a drastic change in their improv and uh, less reliance on energetic changes like mm. big highs and lows, major major uh, stylistic changes between jams. Mm-hmm. It's long form funk jams, which is mm. the, cow, the cow funk period of fish. Uh, one of my favorites. And they were trying to do like a talking heads thing. You're saying. I, they the way it's put is that that learning that record and playing it just kind of reframed their ideas on improv. Well, I get yeah. It also speaks to um, a very more ecstasy, jammy sort of perception of of mm-hmm. music, more as ambient, less stuff that you experience fully consciously, and more stuff that is supposed to be in the background. Absolutely, uh, and. Um, it's funny because during that three-year hiatus period you mentioned, that is the time when the Disco Biscuits mm-hmm. uh, came came of age. Because I think you, I remember you telling me the main guy from the Disco Biscuits was one of the big ecstasy dealers mm-hmm. at Fish concerts, and because Fish had left, yeah. <laughs> he, and because the cow funk, because I think that's when were people doing. Can you say with certainty that people were doing more ecstasy proportionally in the cow funk period than they were during the more classic rocky period? I think that the the drugs changed, you know, the the audience, the the drug experiences of the audience would inform the music Mm -hmm. being played uh, a lot, Mm -hmm. Uh, which also speaks to the 2.0 opiated out uh mm. <laughs> rough period where a lot of the fans were also getting real hooked up. Mm-hmm. I'm reading about the Nitrous Mafia here on uh, the Village Voice. Hey, what the Nitrous Mafia? It says that they would clear three hundred thousand dollars per festival. Wow. Yep, I've heard over twenty thousand um, dollars per tank in a night. That's a lot of little canisters. Yep. And and they will. I've seen them threaten to hit people with the tanks, and you know, it, it's it's a scary scene. And you, know, I you know, I go to shows with some of the same people, and everyone's you know, we're like, oh, those people are a scourge on this earth. Oh, I would never, I would never yeah. give them any money. And then what? you walk out of the show and like, hold on, just one second, I gotta go. Uh, 
and then they come back with five balloons that they do in my car. Fucking nitrous. That's the, like, if someone told me they mainlined heroin, mm. I would be like, oh, yeah, that's normal. But if someone told me they were into nitrous, I'd be like, what the fuck, buddy? That's fucking weird. Oh, lots of people. It's addictive. Uh, that's it. You're going to get canceled for that. Really? It's such a dumb... It's it's the most dirtbaggy drug. I did it with mm. my friend uh, who died in college. And he was always into do- Wiggles. And he would always... Uh, Wiggles? Yeah, I remember well, him. Yeah, he I did the Wiggles. most dirtbag Old drugs. Wiggles. Yeah, Ether. <laughs> he did Ether. I did Ether with him. I He would insist we only drink Everclear. He was very insistent that we only drink Everclear, and then I huffed nitrous with him while watching Twelve Ounce Mouse, and that was that was my college experience, which has sort of permanently etched my experience with nitrous. In fact, I think because I was an impressionable nineteen-year-old, he asked me to buy nitrous canisters in New York, and I was like, okay. Yeah. I watched a, a guy, probably nineteen years old, pass out in a parking lot in Camden, New Jersey, standing up. While a cop was approaching him, yeah. and he was Camden, in New Jersey. Yeah, at, at a show. The worst city at in the America. Yeah, at three p.m. This happened. <laughs> so a cop was approaching him, and he and his defense technique was to pass like, out. Hey, I see that you were doing nitrous there, and he's like, "No, I'm all good," and passed out. Woke up, and continued to tell the cop that he's totally chill. I forgot that Camden essentially it has just a gentrified waterfront, right? Yeah, that's where fish plays. Yeah, where they because it's just across from Philly, so it takes some of the old Philly spillover. Uh, The fillover. The fillover, yes. Uh, And and that's so Camden is like you ever just go on Google Maps and look at the famous blighted cities of America, like East St. Louis. I look at I look at all the countries of the world. Especially yeah, I England. Go, I like to go to, to the Taj Mahal and, and stuff like that. Yeah, I like to look uh, at that, England. That's lame. Go I like to, to go England to, and France. Go to the town <laughs> that they based Gummo off of. <laughs> Zenya, Ohio, which I'm sure Fish would play if given an opportunity. I look it up. They probably have. I'm sure. Man, we played Zenya, Ohio. The crowd there was really into it. They were like cutting rabbits and stuff like that. And like chanting and dancing around a bathtub, it was a good time. I don't know who I'm impersonating. This is just a composite of all their voices together as the single voice of fish. Man, we were grooving and jamming. This guy is seriously ill. I really want to start a band called. I want to start a band called Fatty Whippets now. (laughs) Become a nitrous band. And then, but the band is called Fatty Whippets, and really, what we do is we really just sell nitrous. And I mean, we never really I mean, get around to play. I feel like that's what the Disco Biscuits did. That's, right. Yeah. I mm. When I was, you know, I like I said, I was a 2.0 <laughs> person. Mm-hmm. So I went to my first Fish concerts when I was 13, 14. And then they broke up and I had nothing to do. So I would go to these second tier jam band shows. And thinking back on it, it's the most dangerous Stuff I've ever <laughs> <laughs> when you were like 15 years it, old or something yeah, like that? and just really scary that's where i learned about drugs just seeing people oh i'm just a nice kid from long island what's all of this <laughs> oh i had a guy come up to me wearing a shirt with 
uh, now I know the the molecule of Molly, you know, <laughs> MDMA, telling yes. me that he was a firefighter and that a, he, a baby had died in his arms earlier that day. <laughs> ah, oversharing. Ah, that's that's a nice story, man, with visibly matted pubic hair erupting out of his shorts. <laughs> My dad got so biscuits. My dad got so mad at a nurse for telling him that, like, her, her daughter is being abused by by uh, her son-in-law. My dad was furious. He was like, don't tell me that. <laughs> I don't care about that. Don't tell me that kind of shit. <laughs> I don't pay you for this. Yeah, get out of here. Oh, my God. Uh, that's funny. I wish I could just, uh, I wish I could do that. Just be like, get your sob story out of here. Yeah, I like being, I like to be mad at people who tell intimate sob stories. Yeah. No, my, I, I, I can't do that. Get out of here. <laughs> no, that's the opposite of how I react. I'm just like, oh, tell me, honey. Tell me yeah. what it is, baby. <laughs> I'll treat you right. Not to do that voice. Yes, it's offensive, but I don't care. This is come. I'm listening to more Come Town, and I've got my hubris up. I've got Good. my hubris for doing black voices up. Come Town's funny. <laughs> They're I funny. don't care. It's and they funny. do black voices all the time. Really, man. just Nick Mullen, but that's okay. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, Nick Mullen and his see Come Town. I see as an ego, Nick Mullen, and on either end is his super ego, represented by Adam. And his id represented mm-hmm. by Stav. Yeah. And they're constantly fighting for his attention. Uh, and his id wins every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is the joke of Come Town. Is this another podcast? Yeah, it's this a, is a podcast it's a called Come Extremely Town. popular podcast that makes about a million dollars a year. I only yeah. listen to uh, House of Decline. They're very oh, offensive. Come Town oh is very offensive. Don't listen to it around anyone who could be offended by racism or sexism. Yeah, it's edgelord humor, but they're not Nazis. It's it's your it's your only way to get edgelord humor that isn't really tainted by alt right Nazi shit. If you still like have a, a yen for slope, that shit, friend. what? That's a slippery slope. Mm, That's kinda. what everyone says. I'll end up in a stadium full of white people dancing to the same song. Yeah. <laughs> like, at any moment, they could have just turned those lights into swastikas, and nothing went. No one would say a word. Fish, that would fish be go, so fun. Fish 4.0, they go Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. People would just be like, hey, that's not cool, man, but uh, they're here. You know, we got to be grateful. Yeah, people aren't talking about the fish voting block. Yeah. I mean, I guess it didn't really. John Fishman was a Bernie guy. He was a big Bernie guy. They were all Bernie guys. To play, I mean, that's a big gripe that I and a lot of people have with Fish is that they refuse to be, other than John Fishman, none of them will express any political opinion. Really? Fishman, they, uh, Fishman. often considered the meekest one. Oh, he's no way. He's the one who gets naked. Yeah, you're right. He he's wears a dresses. Wild, he's a wild boy. Uh, but yeah, he was he was a um, a town councilman in in Maine. Does a lot of a lot of campaigning for Bernie. He wore. A- he should kick Susan Collins in the vagina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, don't, don't do that. Great, he has his Facebook. You can become Facebook friends with him, and he posts the stuff that um, turns people into proud boys. <laughs> <laughs> He throws just like misinformation, liberal, liberal misinformation. Oh, that's great. Most people comment are like, "Hey, man, this is actually not true, and you should take this down." This is yeah, damaging. 
but yeah, that, with all their 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 point of power, they just they're the kind of people who are like, go vote. Yeah, um, the generic vote people. And there are a lot of Trump Trumpy fish fans. That would <laughs> that kind of makes sense. Uh, it's it's not a small contingent. Yeah, I mean, I guess there are Trump fans that, like, rage against the machine. So, of course, there are Trump fish fans. And, and, you know, deadheads. There's a ton ton of Republican deadheads. Ann Coulter. Uh, Who is the deadhead guy that eventually became the tech guy? He was, like, one of the... And he sort of... Wozniak? No, it wasn't Wozniak. It was a guy who was actually... Maybe he was recording Grateful Dead concerts. I know he's featured heavily in Hypernormalization. Uh, but mm. I forget his name, and now it's going to escape. crossover, and and they had a similar thing. Jerry was very much like Jerry was a capitalist. Whatever you want, man. Like yeah. you know, I don't really have a problem with it. Let's have the Hell's Angels be our bodyguards because they're yeah. really bad. They were also famously called like the hardest working band in show business, which I think. Yeah, the Dead, being an Americana band, were a pro-capitalism band. Do you yeah. think they... Did they ever say anything against capitalism? Were they ever explicitly yeah, I mean, against capitalism? They were... They were... The way they... They're very bad capitalists. I mean, they, they you know, they made a bunch of money accidentally. <laughs> they, uh, you know, they wanted to... They paid their crew as well as a lot of the band was paid, and they lost a lot of money by just mm. being hippies being like dumb dumb hippies well that's kind of anti-capitalist in a way it's passively anti-capitalist fish again you're gonna see a lot of my skill here of just ringing every conversation well i think if we can we'll weave in and out because fish is america i think i I, that's a a great thesis i know to enhance your thesis i would say fish is america because it's all about how four guys playing scales uh, even the drummer. To riches. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, they would even earlier in their career would not play in a stadium or any venue with any advertising. They would require that the the venue take down any advertising that was in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they would play Madison Square Garden. There would be no Budweiser ads. They'd all be covered up with tarps. Whoa. Interesting. It's like a shiva, but for ads. Kinda, and you know they would. <laughs> You can't have ads during a shiva? Wait, what? In a, in a shiva, you cover up the mirrors. Oh, but, uh, because you don't want the ghosts. Yeah, you don't want the ghosts to see you. Your eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, they, they make you, they turn you into a dibbuk. You, you eat noodle, the noodle cake. You eat the noodle you, you, cake. You eat, you eat kugels so they don't get into your butthole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to mess with Not the Jewish ghosts. Them. They're very litigious. <laughs> But that's an anti-capitalist move. They would, they you know, venues would say, "We're not going to have you here because we will lose our sponsorship." Uh, fish is sort of like, but it's like I, I think, even with stuff like uh, they're sort of an anarcho-capitalist sweat dream because you'll take like something like Lemon Wheel, right? Lemon Wheel was like their big concert to end their tour of which this was like a fish 1.0 thing right lemon wheel was one of they so they started doing their own festivals during 1.0 starting with the clifford ball you might be thinking of big cypress which was the largest that was the the y2k concert right so they they took over a a seminal indian reservation not by course um in florida for new year's 2000 Mm mm-hmm uh, and it was the largest ticketed event, I believe, in the world for <laughs> New Year's event. Yeah. So many fucking fish fans. Uh, uh, I think there were 80,000 people there. 
and they wow. played their last set was from 11 p.m. until 7 a.m. Wow, it's a long set. Uh, they had a porta potty on stage. Nice. Uh, and a great, and that was sort of they had they had sort of wanted to do this for a long time and try to figure out ways to play the the long gig as they called it. And they had a, their initial plan was to do it just on like a normal show, like a Tuesday night in Ohio and tell everyone that they should not have plans for the next day. And then when they get into the venue, they wanted to lock the doors to the venue. Yeah, that's always that a sounds good, like a nightmare. That's, that's a, a horror plan. movie. Everyone inside a stadium until the next morning and yeah. keep them captive while they played a nine hour set. Oh uh, man, that's and, like, if you just summon the devil at the end of that set, that's a perfect movie. Yeah, and imagine or, you're, you're, you know, on a lot of LSD. You know, <laughs> or try to sell them timeshares. That's, that's what I would do. Multi-level I marketing. <laughs> I trusted you, Trey. I can't hear you, bro. The jams are too tasty. <laughs> We're all gonna die. Yeah, man. <laughs> Taste the groove. But that that concert was done without, you know, major funding from anyone but you know their own organization they they weren't yeah. selling records it was really just the fact that people were going to follow them all across the country i think that's uh you know why i say it's an anarcho-capitalist dream because there's like little markets including the nitrous mafia mm -hmm. like a liberty a libertarian dream is that space where you can just sell drugs unimpeded and then yeah. live your life like that uh, and fish concerts create these little villages, especially the long gig concerts where these little economies pop up mm -hmm. and you can sort of see, but I think, you know, that inherent is the nature of capitalism. Once sort of the driving force, i.e. fish, the religious force, the messianic, uh, praetors, uh, that drive communities together, you know, once they dissipate, the economy also dissipates as well. What? So... Uh, you know, the ebb and flow of capitalism can be explained through, uh, you know, the following the lot. The lot of people scene. at a moral godhead. The lot is a little mini. It's it's like a, that 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 Simpsons episode where they have a who is it? Does Bart grow a little? Uh, Lisa, the the Genesis tub. Yeah, I, the I one think where Lisa fish. Yeah, they, they they are that civilization, but it's uh, they're all real life people, and they just yeah. travel around in that petri dish. To yes, places. a petri dish is a good thing because it is a bacteria culture. Whoa, the wook, whoa, the wook flu. They're all gonna survive COVID because they all got the wook flu. The oh. wook flu. Wait, what are wooks? Oh, wooks are uh, wooks are your dirty hippie, your big, your uh. big hairy guy with patchwork pants and. Oh, and, like uh, is it for wookie? Yeah, it, as a name for okay, interesting. Like, wooks are wooks are a a major contingent. Yeah, and spectacle. You know, if you bring someone to their first show, they want to see a wook. That's funny. All what do you I'm think picturing those, those guys? Out, are, they want to see a seizure. Those hippie guys uh, that are always outside barefoot, like COVID, must have been very lonely for them. <laughs> uh, like living in a ghost town. You know what I'm picturing is just, you know, the scene in Spirited Away where uh, she's in the elevator with the giant turnip spirit and his big fat ass turnip spirit. That's what I'm picturing at fish concerts. You're just, yeah, I imagine fish concerts are a lot like the Spirited Away bathhouse where there's just a bunch of weird looking guys, you know, getting loose.
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Anything goes. I mean, a, a show at Madison Square Garden where, you know, you would see the Knicks or something, you'll see just someone chain-smoking cigarettes and, and mumbling to themselves in the hallway while a security guard walks right by them. <laughs> it's sort of just like nothing. They, they, they circulate uh, riders around to all the venues basically saying, don't, don't worry. They're going to make you <laughs> make a lot of money. You're gonna. We're gonna offset all of the liabilities. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, like believe you, me, it'll be a much bigger problem if you try to bust anyone for smoking weed. We could literally blow this venue to smithereens, and you will still make money. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I wish you guys were more oppositional. You're uh, really no, no, oh. no. Because the uh, wow. we are yeah. we aren't oppositional because the contrarian take is that fish is good. And I, I also just don't like any music at all anymore, so I don't <laughs> I don't care. Um, just, but I've given they're, up they're on big the art. Tool fans, big Tool fans. How do you feel about that? Trey's a oh, huge Tool fan. I love Tool. I would say, he, I think he Tool and Stephen Sondheim are probably his biggest influences. I, I mean, also love Stephen Sondheim, yeah. and Didn't that makes do, sense, because he likes scales and counterpoint. Did you know, Stephen so. Sondheim do Jesus Christ Superstar? No. No? That's offensive that? to me. That was Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh. That was Mr. The, I didn't know those guys were different. Oh, Stephen Sondheim is like, he's like classy. Weber's trashy, but Sondheim <laughs> is classy. <laughs> They're the Invented same Weber guy. Is that the grill guy? The girl guy? The grill guy, Weber? No, the, he's not the grill guy. Hmm. It's not the, he's Andrew Lloyd, he's Andrew Lloyd Grill, you're saying? He just makes exclusively the Phantom of the Opera is the Phantom of the Grill. Oh, he the did Phantom cats. Of the barbecue. And yeah, he did do cats. And Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah, I know a lot of these songs. I wore my coat. Oh, no. With golden lining. You're like you're like that guy in um. Bright color shining. That movie we reviewed. The, uh... Uh, uh, in uh, that the fucking Charlie Kaufman ass yeah. movie. Like, oh, I only know I'm a few musicals. Michael. Yeah. Did yeah. you see it? Oh, I'm thinking of ending. I'm gonna kill myself. I'm thinking yeah. of ending my life if I have to keep watching this. My masturbation <laughs> fantasy rejected me. No, you know, I thought about watching it, and then I listened to your guys' episode about it. Any, and, <laughs> and then right after that, we saw some friends, and they were talking about how awesome it was. Ooh. And I just well sit there and be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. It pick. It's like you. At first, it's good, and then it kind of peters out. But it's, yeah, it's not it's a terrible okay. movie. It's not terrible. But it's just the same same Charlie Kaufman experience over and over and over again. Because I, I wanted it to be the lady movie. This time it's Charlie Kaufman, yeah. but from a lady. Yeah, this time women. This time it's about a lady, but no, it's yeah. not. Nah, it's about Jesse Plemons. Um, I can be oppositional, oppositional to Fish. Uh, I don't like when they cover the Beatles badly. Me, me neither. <laughs> no, they, I, yeah, I can't, I can't defend that either. Yeah. On the <laughs> other hand, I love their cover of "Roses Are Free" by Ween. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a band that I also yeah. like. I think my, my the main part of my thesis here is Fish. Whoa! Are you can people... hold on. The the screamer's out. I live next to a halfway house, and I I need to close my window because uh, they're out there's... in the street. 
No, no, it's just this fellow who I'm sure is very nice, but I don't think is on his meds. Uh, and he's, I, I call him the screamer because that's what he does. Yeah, Toronto's One a pretty second. rough place, actually. I was there uh, with uh, visiting Alex, and um, it's it's a pretty scary, rough place. They've decided to just let the drug addicts run the city. Um you know, Rob or Doug like, Ford. Like Rob Ford. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that that means that it, the streets are controlled by these just, uh, you know, shuffling heroin addicted bums who have nefarious plans to scream at you. Uh, I mean, that should be the plan for defunding the police. We what, should get them all addicted to cripplingly addicted to opiates. Yeah. Yeah, instead of whatever drugs are making them so fucking mad. Yeah, just yeah. Like, yeah just, just switch their their daily pill intake. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Steven, did you hear about the... the? This is some, some local news. The Kinderhook... Uh, um, yeah. You heard about that guy. Yeah, well, but... Uh, the, the, the owner of the gym? The owner of the gym and his wife, the sheriff's deputy... Yeah. Who reenacted the George Floyd chokehold at a Fourth of July COVID party? Yeah. Whoa! Someone said there was a kilo of cocaine, but I, I somehow doubt that. Uh, there was an, also an IRS agent. Mm. What do you mean reenacted? Like where they were all on coke and hanging out, and uh, one of them was talking about chokeholds, and they're like, "Let's like let's do it on someone." And I, <laughs> a black fellow at the party, and they're like, "Why don't we do it on Harold?" Oh <laughs> no, Harold! Harold became uncomfortable, and then they decided to just sort of uh, all band together and nearly kill him. And then <laughs> the sheriff, the the wife of this guy, also involved in the beating of Harold. Her what? sheriff's department was supposed to investigate this. What? Yeah. Upstate There's, New York is a, is a solid place. It's very Kinder fucked. Hook. He also he also ran all the um like the Blue Lives Matter protests around here. Mm. Uh there's lots of great photos of screaming and uh one of them someone brandished a gun at counter protesters. That's pretty cool. It's sick. Blue lives do matter though. There are so many blue lives, specifically choking people. I mean, this guy's a real asshole. He's a, he's a psychopath. Yeah. He, he was also like, we got to get the gyms open. <laughs> yeah, he runs like a gym. He runs a he, gym in Valencia, New York, that probably 15 people go to. And he lives seen, in a mansion. Does he have a mm -hmm. very veiny neck? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Thick neck boy. Big, thick boy. Big loaf neck boy. Big muscly, uh, yeah, he could be a sinews of neck, like a lieutenant in the Nitrous Mafia. He would be, like, <laughs> <laughs> he'd be, he wouldn't be on the street with those, those, you know. Supposedly, the Action. sheriff was actually there. Oh. Sheriff Bartlett. Bartlett was there, allegedly. In case right. that that asshole finds this podcast somehow, allegedly he was there. Sheriff Bartlett <clears throat> sucks. Yeah. Um, it's getting Upstate crazy. New York rules. Upstate New York crazy. There are no Mets fans here. Really? They're all Yankees fans? All Yankees are Red Sox. What fucking asshole? I mean, why not? Met, why wouldn't you root for the Mets? Because, no, they're not from Long Island. And honestly, yeah. that's the, I don't bunch of, they have a bunch of wife abusers. 
Well, rooting for the Yankees is like rooting for white people. So, uh, you know, why would you root for the dominant ones? You know, are the Yankees root for the scrappy underdog? Are the Yankees predominantly white? Latino guy? No, No, they're not predominantly white. But in they occupy the white person's position in the MLB. Yeah, but the Yankees they represent the North in the Civil War. The Yankees are a white woman. They come from a place of privilege. Only because they're the best. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they have the most money, they're but the they're secretly people. run by Jews. Maybe they're right. Oh. <laughs> You're right. Right. This is it's like a it's like a microcosm of the, everything going on in the world, right? Yeah, now. and the Mets are like a Latino guy. You know, the Mets are like that guy that was drinking ocean spray on his skateboard that everyone liked for some reason. Oh, oh they, yeah. They bought you know, ocean. They bought him a truck. That they thirty thousand dollar truck. I also learned that ocean spray is a co-op. And hence, nice. less bad than other corporations. That's great. They should make better juice. <laughs> hey, that like juice is okay. <laughs> Yo, fuck Ocean Spray. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We want, I mean, we want, we want sponsors. They got delicious, delicious juice. It's delicious. <laughs> yeah. What does what does their cranberry juice do for you? Oh, it makes it so you don't get uh, urine uh, urine problems. That, does, that, does that cranberry juice have enough cranberry in it to do that? Yeah, anything? yeah. You gotta get you, the the extra. Are cr- you crayon enough with the green label? That's, that, that's like the extra crayon. Yeah, the mm-hmm. extra crayon. I thought the cranberry juice that makes it good for you is like impossible to drink because it just hurts. So sour, yeah. So sour. Mm, very tart. Well, sour is like a drug. When you get real sour, it gets you. Like like how some people like the real spicy, some people like real sour. Yeah. Uh, they're just selling a bunch of really tart cranberry juices at fish concerts, and it's the it's the cran mafia. Uh, they start get into fights with the nitrous mafia. They pour in tart cran juice in their eyes. Um, uh, what's the other part of my thesis? Oh, that noise like noise nicks. You know, they should like fish. They shouldn't be so. They sh- they're missing out. You mean, you mean like uh, you mean like uh, people that like wall harsh noise and wall of sound and like uh, you're one like lightning bolts. To go into a, a stadium and watch a bunch of people really hyper focused on people improvising. Sometimes not great. Sometimes <laughs> real cool, mm-hmm. but it's it's fifty thousand people paying attention to people improvising yeah but noise nicks are not noise nicks exclusively because they like the music they also like the cultural cachet yeah uh. but they, it's, it's it's just as bad as the fish cachet <laughs> yeah exactly and, but and it's we got it's some, very funny yeah look at some facts here uh in 2000 they, fish played, facts. they played in japan uh, okay and mm. they had a song they called the meat stick uh, that's oh. the dance that goes with the song. You can look it up on the internet, the meat stick dance. It's a great little Macarena-type dance. <laughs> and uh, the Boredoms, who were at one of their shows, um, wrote the Japanese lyrics to the second part of the meat stick, which they sing now. From, <laughs> from henceforth, there's always a Japanese verse in the meat stick, which was translated by the Boredoms. Pretty, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yamantaka I drives bulldozers into concerts. Mm-hmm. And he's a pretty sweet with guy. Gray Anastasio. Mm-hmm. Gray played in a. Uh, he had a a free jazz ensemble, I believe, in the late '90s that included Marshall Allen and um, 
Mark Rebeau and a lot of that. <laughs> That's funny. Team, pretty, pretty okay-ish. John Fishman played drums. Mm. Uh, I've always wanted to build a Mark Rebeau robot called Mark Robo. <laughs> uh, it's never how it gets the, the, the free jazz robot. Or a, a Rebo call where yeah. it's a Rebo call that just plays kind of scronky guitar music when you pick yeah. it up. Yeah. <laughs> you just... Hello, who is this? Oh, God. They're telling me to vote Libertarian. Uh, Frickin', who's the Libertarian candidate this year? Is it Howie Hawkins? Joe Jorgensen. Joe Jorgensen? Joe Jorgensen. It's a lady. It's a lady, Joe Jorgensen. Joe Jorgensen. She's got bangs. Nice. Joe Jorgensen. Yeah, she is... Not one of the big-name libertarians. Libertarians kind of sitting this one out. I think they don't want to be accused of uh, spoiling it if Trump loses. I thought libertarians were mostly never-Trumper people. Like, they'd rather side with... I guess not mostly. They're just like, no taxes. Whatever's whatever's the best for... What do do libertarians want? What do they Uh, want? Joe Jorgensen looks like a super nice lady. They yeah they want low they want really low taxes and then they're also okay with le- like legalizing pretty much everything including letting businesses do whatever they want. What like, is Aleppo? You know so like yeah let's legalize weed and also dumping uh, sewage into the into the river. <laughs> let's legalize the nitrous mafia. Yeah. You know nitrous is not very illegal. You're right it isn't. It's, it's one of the bad. most powerful legal drugs you can get. <laughs> The only thing you can get for it is an open container uh, violation. Why they don't do anything about it. It's terrifying. The scene after a fish concert, I encourage, even if you don't want to go to a fish concert, but they're playing in your town, just hang outside the venue right when they're done. A thousand flabby wooks. Some of the craziest shit you've ever seen. Do you think they're gonna? Their bodies. Do you think they're gonna do like a concert for with with people in their cars or something? I think they're too big. The third, the second and third tier jam bands have been doing it and it's mm. been working out. And like I said, every, all their fans are immune from COVID. Cause they're- <laughs> you don't really get immune though, do you? Our, our, our president. He's not really immune though. You just get it for, you're immune for like three months or something, right? Three years. Uh, I don't mm. know. I'm skeptical. It's great. That You're immune. I'm People skeptical. are immune for three months. I had it so much shit. The puppy be full of steroids. Wait, Baron, Baron has it. Is that true? Baron, yeah, Baron has it. it. I don't know. Is Baron that the newest has. one? Yeah, I think he has it, but he doesn't have symptoms. He's too tall. Nice. Yeah. He's got he's got them tall genes. It, it can't spread throughout his body. He's got too much real estate. Got Sucks. too much flesh real the estate. The cases are going up again, and is oh, I'm, I don't want to have to continue to never leave my house forever. Yeah. They went up again in uh, in Toronto, but it's now going they're up. going back down. It's going up everywhere. They're going up everywhere. They're going up here. We got 30 cases now in Columbia. Second wave, baby. This is, yeah. Uh, the prison in, in Greene County just had like 90 cases. Whoa. <laughs> That's a oh. lot of cases. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Well, uh, serves them right, right? No one wears masks here. What? No. I mean, people, you know, At the grocers do when they come up. You got to wear it at the grocery store, right? Uh, can't uh, uh, got enough. 
she was upset at a man. She seems to be the only one who sees people in the grocery store without masks. But I mean, if you, I, if you could, a nightmare. What? What's a nightmare? The hardware stores. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. I haven't yeah. been to one in. in... Tradesmen are just. I'm sure the owners are all very much. They can't tell me what to do. Oh yeah, they have the sign outside, but then they're the ones inside not wearing the mask. Yeah, and it's and I am doing this accent because I actually do talk like this. Like people in rural upstate New York <laughs> sort of do. I don't know if they affect it or if it's just that's how people ruralize talk. Definitely affected, and I definitely put it on when I'm trying to seem. Uh, real masculine in front of your, your code you code switch I code mm. switch by being like oh yeah yeah man totally yeah or or yeah or you could talk like that in the midwestern way that's sort of the ontario it's, it's, version it's, of that it's, it's in between midwestern and southern it's basically just saying like i'm not from new york yeah. yes yeah not when i code switch yeah for toronto when you ever you meet a, a gordy as you could call them, you know, a very stereotypical kind of, oh, you know, you talk about hacking darts in the alley by, uh, yo, you check out that Leafs game, terrible scrub you got there. I don't know. I can't, I only have three phrases I know. Let's go hack some darts. The dart thing is wild. Have you never heard hack a coffin dart? Not until uh, a friend of mine played in Vermont, northern Vermont, and there was a guy who just was constantly saying that. Yeah, that and makes then, sense. And then yeah. spilled his beer all over uh, my friend's pedal board <sighs> and spent the entire time just telling him how sorry he was and not going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm, man, I'm sorry. sorry. Oh, geez, man. Oh, no. <laughs> I really fucked up. Did I do that? <laughs> Uh, that's what I also imagined about a fish concert. It's just ten thousand variations, ten million variations on that guy. Really? <laughs> or oh man, guy, I'm so sorry, man. My favorite fish guy is the guy who sounds like he's smoked thirty thousand cigarettes in the last two weeks. Like, yeah, dude, I was coming down from Providence, and I saw them uh, in Providence all the way down to Georgia. That guy. Yeah. And the Steve-O had, sounding guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a guy like that come up to me at a show recently with a, a handful of black goo. <laughs> asked me if I wanted some... What did he call it? I think he just called it the name of a weed strain. But I was like, that's not weed. And he just kept eating it and offering it to everyone around him. Uh-huh. He kind of looked like like a really drunk Joe Rogan. And he, and he spoke like that. <laughs> and, and he got kicked out of our section for being too loud. <laughs> he got kicked. How did you kick him out of your section? People Just mob for, justice? Yeah, fish fans have this thing at, at shows. They don't. You don't want people talking during the, the music. And they'll sort of look at each other like, this guy sucks, right? And like, you know, no one knows this. Does anyone know this guy? And they're like, dude, you got to get the fuck out of here. And they'll eject him like yeah. when Homer gets a check. We're just trying to have a good time, Narc. Exactly like that. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Then, and then usually the person's like, oh, man, really? Like, yeah, you got to go, man. You're a fucking idiot. Uh, that's nice. And they do it also. I, I spent- See, that's what we need instead of police. We just That's how we're going to solve with police abolition, we'll just have a bunch of catty fish fans talking amongst Come themselves. Come on, man, you and gotta get out of here. Gotta wow. get out of here, man. Stop robbing the store. You gotta get out of here. 
I, but they, they, it gets violent too. I've seen some really scary. I spent an, an evening during the Baker's Dozen run, another <laughs> yeah, sort of the, the big Cypress of the 3.0 era. They played 13 nights at Mad Square Garden. It's a lot. No, no repeated songs. They played 237 That's... distinct songs. It's a lot. Each night was modeled after a different donut flavor that they would hand out uh, at the beginning of the show. It's fun. Um, so I believe this was Cinnamon Night? Cinnamon, Cinnamon Night. Uh, I and our friend Jimmy, maybe a listener, Jimmy. Uh, decided to do the rail riding, which is where you go up front. And it, it's, a, it's an all-day affair, which requires you to sit outside and get in with the scary Wook people and if you go to fish concerts and you look in the front rows, you will see the same people at every single concert or mm. some iteration of those people. The priestesses. Yeah. They will go after a show and sleep outside the venue for the next morning. So this was at Madison Square Garden. We <laughs> went there at probably about 1 p.m. and met up with uh, a few of his friends and and one of their friends' father, who was from Berkeley, California, and dressed like a gypsy, or kind of like a genie. He's a mm. lawyer. He had a fanny pack filled with liquid LSD and psilocybin caps and just tons of drugs. This is like a seventy-year-old man. Hot. And uh, we spent the entire day talking to these wooks, and we eventually got numbers written on our arms, and there was sort of a head. Wook guy who was a, had a big vape rig and he had a, a cardboard, a piece of cardboard that he wrote everyone's name down. And then MSG security came out and verified with him that he had all his people together. And they let us in early before the gates were open and they gave us all water and like treated us really nice. And they knew the people that we were with, the, all these rail riding looks the new all the security guards because they do this all the time right and they had a sort of a system the other thing is up front there's all this room you're you're not squished you have like tons of dancing space and in the back there's it's like sardines and it's because Uh, they have perimeter looks who perimeter looks will see an outsider and they've sort of memorized faces like i was okay even though they didn't really know me they knew i was there all day they sensed. They, they sensed, sensed that I was an insider. Yeah, but if someone have that ability. a drunk guy would come wandering up, be like, "Oh, I got a close for fucking Wilson," they would shove him out of the way. This is very. It's funny thinking how authoritarian these fish concerts they are, are. And, and the MSG security defers to them. <laughs> so there was well. a guy who who got in a fist fight with one of these wooks at, at during this show, and, M- yeah. and the MSG security comes over to him. And gets the not the guy who punched, but the the victim, and puts him back into the crowd. <laughs> I sense some problematic things might happen. This is like it's a very scary thing. I think that people probably die, and I think this happened with the Grateful Dead too. It's it sort of creates this cult, and and I get it. If you take LSD every night and mm. are at front row at a fish concert. And it, you know, that's what you do, but your entire life, you're you're gonna be a really scary person. Yeah, I the whole devotional aspect it's is horrifying, and I love fish. 
Yeah, I I love I love bands or I love pieces of uh, media where there are super fans and people that basically devote their entire lives to it. And I never, that's always something I never understood is. Like, doesn't everyone sort of have that little inkling to carve out their own little piece of individuality or attempt to define their personality? And, like, you don't have to spend your entire life doing it. or But, you know, I think everybody wants to, or at least I think, I thought everybody wants to create a little niche for themselves. But no, some people are just fine with being part of someone else's thing. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, a very interesting mentality. And one that I don't have. I but I'd be very interested in an investigative about. podcast into the rail riders and <laughs> the rail riders who is there definitely been murders there people have died for certain though the one of the one of the uh wait so I was joking them. about the murders at fish concerts but, but they're it, actually I, murders? I guarantee it's happened <laughs> whoa uh that mm. one of the the preeminent rail riders of the late 1.0 and 2.0 era was a guy named antelope greg Oh, Antelope Greg. Uh, Antelope Greg was a real asshole, and he actually left to an he antelope based on the run like an antelope. Of course, you got to run is, like uh, an antelope out of control, yeah. Um, oh man! And Everything he left to start an antelope farm, an antelope rescue farm. Uh, doesn't tour with fish. Oh no! I can't hear now. anybody anymore. He might be dead. I think Alex is frozen. What? What's what's going on? Uh, yeah, Alex is frozen. <clears throat> but Antelope Greg was found dead at a hotel. What? Did you hear me? Fish discussion topic. Look up uh, no, Google. No, no, is that true? Google Antelope Greg. Are you on Fantasy Tour? It's on Fantasy Tour. Yeah, Google Antelope Greg dead. I encourage everyone also to go on to Fantasy Tour with a PH and go to the Fish Forum. He can't be dead. Well, that's folks, what it says. He's found so- dead. Holy shit. Yeah, Alex is frozen. I'm the host now. Ha ha. Who needs him? That's insane. There's also Yarmouth Meg. Um she's she's pretty scary. Uh more of a sad situation, I think, than Antelope Greg. Antelope Greg was a real aggro douche. Oh man. Yeah, so that may be a, a murder mystery in itself as Antelope Greg. I was just going to Google Antelope Greg murder, but one of the suggestions was that he's dead. He was found dead in a hotel. Maybe as a drug, he was maybe a drug mule. Who knows? Wild. Yeah. It's a pretty short thread for it to be an announcement of Antelope Greg. The thing about Fantasy Tour is if something like that happened, this would be big news. Fantasy tour is all over this kind of thing. Well, maybe that's just a threat. Maybe that's just a minor threat. A minor threat. And maybe there's a bigger threat somewhere else. Let me see. I gotta look on my phone. Uh oh. Alex's internet fucked up. One sec. Let me see. Antelope Greg can't be dead. Looking to see if it is dead. I don't. Um, oh, okay. Let me okay, go to the first page. Yeah, he may not be dead. I don't know. Well, I hope the best for Antelope Craig. He's out there saving antelopes. What, what a great. What is this website fantasy tour? 
Fantasy a, Tour is one of the major fish forums, although there are subsets for other uh, jam bands. Wow, it's very old school looking. <laughs> it's been around for a very long time. Fish in the early internet, also very interesting. They were one of the first bands to have a listserv uh, in the early huh. 90s. Uh, I think after... Are we back? Am I back? Oh, there's, oh, there's Alex. Alex is coming All back. Right. Were you were you talking? We're talking about uh, fish and, and the internet. Antelope Greg. Yeah, but also Greg fish in the internet. internet. Now we're talking about fish in the early internet. They were one of the first bands to have a listserv which I guess was like a sort of an early forum. Interesting. And so they're part of the early Tim Berners-Lee web 1.0. <laughs> uh, yes, it was like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and like U2 maybe. But you had to have enough proof that you'd get people on it for them to give you a listserv to like provide enough server space for you. Mm, and mm-hmm. they proved that. And that's how they would, you know, release tour information they also had like a zine that mike gordon would put together called the donyak schweiss that they would uh circulate and that's how they they had what does that mean i'm not really sure what that one comes from like a nazi thing things about like the their secret language they would uh have musical keys uh like a simple one was that trey would play the a lick from the Simpsons theme song and everyone in the crowd would scream doe. Uh, but they also had a, like a, a lick, a descending lick that would mean all fall down, which means everyone in the venue is supposed to fall down. And this very much smacks of chaos magic. This very much smacks of like Aleister Crowley shit. It, it is definitely, and it was to, to scare people. It was to like, if it was your first show and they just play an unassuming lick and suddenly everyone around you falls to the floor. It's like a high control group. Very scary. Like a cult. Uh, oh, that's another thing. My uh, my my noise nick getting noise nicks on board. They did you know improv games. They had a an improv game called the Big Ball Jam where they would release gigantic balloons into the audience, each one representing a member of the band, and the band the band member would improvise along to that balloon. Uh, really not fun to listen to. I feel like a lot of the noise nicks we we know would uh, would probably think that was gimmicky and shit. Do, do they have any? Do they have any licks where you where they play it and then everyone has to give them like some more money? Hey, well, that was sort of the 3.0 uh, change for fish. Uh. <laughs> Are the, they doing cameos now? Just made way too much money. If I did they, it was worth eighty million dollars. Hmm. Um, they have a they have a, a foundation that they uh, distribute money through, but I've looked it up. They only have distributed like a million dollars. They're not they, charity boys, what you're saying. They are. They I think they like to say they're charity boys, but in the grand scheme of things, they're not. You know, they're pulling. That's okay. In in 2004, they were like one of the highest grossing live acts in the in the world. Um, wow. It's funny to think it's like Madonna and Russell Peters. And mm-hmm. I mean, Russell Peters not in 2004. No, but that's what it was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and again, without the help of a major label, without the help of really anything but just, you know, bro- Word of mouth. Vibe. And they just. People wanting to have something to do all summer. I Yeah, I, I guess it's also like. Um, because they don't really fill the same niche as the Grateful Dead. They're, no, they're distinct. One of the worst malaprops that's ever been proliferated. 
that they're a continuation of the Grateful Dead? They are. As opposed to their own thing? It's a cultural way. Their music really has almost nothing to do with the Grateful Dead. It's much more Frank Zappa, yes. Uh, yeah, proggy. It's very, it's pretty much just prog rock with a little bit of Sondheim. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. that prog rock doesn't have Sondheim and ingrained in it already. Yeah. But I think it's good. They would never have been as huge as they were if Jerry hadn't have died in 1995 when they were becoming very popular. Mm. But they they toured, they opened for Santana before that. They played shows with like um, the Aquarium Rescue Unit. Ugh. Sort of weirder, much a weirder. The Residences is a more apt comparison. They're huge Residence fans. In fact, the, okay. one of their art directors that they uh, ended up doing a lot of their um festivals with was they met at a residence show and he was doing their set design Uh, man i i think of a lot of frank zappa had survived and like because one thought is like frank zappa would definitely be giving interviews to reason magazine if he had survived past this bad things yeah Yeah. oh Uh, yeah he would have been great he would have been like sam harris and richard dawkins and christopher hitchens uh, Ah, uh, yeah. And, but I also imagine him, it would be funny, like, Trey meeting Frank Zappa, his fucking hero, and Frank Zappa just like, I hate this guy so much. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand this man. Uh, oh, man, Frank. <laughs> they, uh, you should also listen to uh, John Fishman has a great radio show. Okay. The Errant Path. And oh. frankly, it's just the best, one of the best radio. It's it, it sums up, I think, Fish's influence and contextualizes their music in a very smart way. Because Fish is named for John Fishman. Another part of my thesis, John Fishman is the greatest American drummer. Rock Whoa. drummer. Rock drummer, sorry. Rock drummer. Rock because drummer. you're, uh, yeah, you're going to put, who are you putting up him up against? Uh, Philly Joe Jones? No Bill, way. Bill Bruford? <laughs> Bruford. Um, I put- Neil Pert. <laughs> He's not American. You're right. He's dead though. Uh, that's another. Yeah, and then John Fishman, I think, really sums up the fish ethos. Which is just that prog. You know, there's lots of crazy shit. Very weird. Much yeah. weirder than uh, most people would like to believe. You know, especially when they're they're thinking of fish in the dave matthews band realm yeah well fish are definitely uh way more interesting and easy to listen to than the dave matthews band which is like i don't know how anybody because usually like i don't a lot of the reason why i don't like a lot of music is because it doesn't move around enough or i don't think like the melodies are strong or just nothing about it sticks in my head which is like the quality of Bruce Springsteen, I find. Mm-hmm. I find, or like Bob Dylan as well, because like all of the melodies are. You know, they're all like, they like My favorite are like it's a great Bob Dylan song. Yeah, <laughs> but the, it, it's very much dependent on singing one note for a long time because you know you're getting the lyrics out. It's almost like a form of recitative. But I always found that was less interesting than. Uh, fish like scaly boys. I like my scaly boys. I like when melodies move up and down. I like you know? them too, but I also like the energetic, their energetic uh, tension and release jamming. 
mm-hmm. is uh, it's unique. And they, they like I said, the the cow funk era, they can sit on a note for like 25 minutes and somehow it's really nice to listen to. Yeah. I mean, the reason why I'm not combative is um, fish... They just who could get mad at them? Who could get so who's like listens to their music and this? People get lots of that. It be I think it's because of it's because of the fan base. It's because of the the relationship to the dead. Um, mm. I I mean I would say I, I I am also a big dead fan, but I think that Fish is a far more interesting band when they improvise than the. Well, that, that was the thing about the dead, too, is because they had less idioms to draw from, because they were draw, drawing, like, from four or five blues and root sources. I mean, they changed, and they got disco-y, but... They did, and they, there's some... Phil Lesh brought in some out, outsider, you know, weirdo stuff. Yeah, but Fish is far more eclectic, I think, would be... I mean, most... They draw from more inspiration. When they, when they made the jump from dead tour to fish tour, it was just like, wow, these guys are... It's much more interesting. Yeah, I can stay awake this whole concert. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, no, mm-hmm. amazing. To watch a guy like slamming cheeseburgers and and smoking <laughs> heroin on stage and wearing black sweats. Wait, was that Jer Bear near the end? Yeah, yeah. He was slamming cheeseburgers and smoking heroin. Yeah, I think he mostly smoked heroin. That's interesting. Um, and yeah, lots of cheeseburgers, cheeseburgers, <laughs> cigarettes, <laughs> black tar, heroin, and cocaine. That's he's an American all day long. That's a pure America combo. So he was just speedballing and yeah, it's just like it's like Keith doing in and out. But I don't think Keith Richards eats as many cheeseburgers. So yeah, so, see, it's the in and out that'll kill you. I so think it was ultimately that? was. Did he die of a heart attack? He was in like a uh, he died of a, he died in a car crash, didn't he? Who? Jer- uh, Jerry Jerry died. Garcia. Jerry died in rehab. Yeah, I believe of a heart attack. But I think yeah. he was super diabetic. That's why they got John Mayer. They're going to do that to John Mayer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man, I want to live to see fat John Mayer. Uncle John that Mayer's will be... band, baby. So 2020, 2020 saw the release of both the new Bob Dylan album and a new Fish album, which I think is True, interesting. which they released during a dinner in the movie as a surprise during set break. Wow. Um. So the movie is their concerts. They don't fish don't actually like comment on a movie. They don't actually like watch uh, network or something. Uh, Meet Somar. There is a there's a bad Todd Phillips movie. I mean, by I, bad I love it, that he made uh, of fish called Bittersweet Motel, a documentary. Okay. That does chronicle part of their uh, Europe tour, actually. So the beginning of the cow funk era. Highly recommended. Wait, Todd Phillips, the Joker guy? Joker. The Hangover guy? Joker vibe. He spent like a year touring with Fish. Oh, that's because I have a thesis about, speaking of feces. Feces? 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 Feces smeared all over my chest. Oh, smear those theses Uh, on me. Yeah, I I like to smear theses on my backside and buttocks, (laughs) on my lower, on my lower buttocks. I like to smear theses. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, Todd Phillips, the filmmaker uh, known for the Hangover movies and uh, the cause G. of all Allen our documentary and the cause yeah. of all our problems right now because yeah, of the Joker. Joker because he made the Joker movie, which made everyone be like, oh, which made everyone go crazy. I gotta make sure. Uh, Todd Phillips, a Todd Phillips movie. I have it on VHS here. There you, Whoa, you have it on VHS. VHS. Do you even have what the machine or whatever it's called? Nope, whatever machine. Four dollars. 
brought by friend of the pod and um, past guest, Alexander Jensen. Ah, oh. wonderful. That's a wonderful gift. We brought that over um, probably like March 4th, 2020. Wow. <laughs> right at right at the beginning, right yeah. at right, the start of right the when I was right when everyone was like, it, it can't be that bad, right? And then, it can't and then be that bad. Immediately sit on our couch and be like, yeah, it's crazy. Someone, um, a student from China at, at our school, uh, has like a totally unexplained flu and he's he's really sick. Oh, God. <laughs> great! Oh, you God. should get out of our house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my yeah, God! Six. <laughs> 600 oh, guns freaking todd phillips <laughs> yeah, todd phillips. uh well my thesis about todd phillips is that he's a nihilist and that all of his movies are about the absolution of pure nihilism uh including the hangover and including old school which i think is one of the most purely nihilistic movies ever made is that a todd phillips movie it's it's nihilistic hedonism the pursuit of nihilistic hedonism is what and i think todd phillips contrasts nicely with harmony corinne who is about a benign hedonism hmm. so you have these two uh, opposing forces that both come out of this strange 90s world because you know what todd phillips first movie was which i think is weird that his second musician movie his first musician movie was gg allen oh my god the murder junkies documentary so hmm. the fact that fish is Weird. his twin obsessions are fish and gg allen i think are <laughs> sort of I, indicative I nihilistic hedonism applies to fish in a lot especially 90s fish when and and 2.0 fish where oh yeah you know, absolutely getting fucked up all across the country and being captain trips and filling stadiums full of people on psychedelics mm-hmm uh, that that doesn't really get more crazy than that. Prank, prank yeah. people making people scared on psychedelics, which is also a really horrifying thing to do. Yeah, they had a great plan for their festivals where they wanted to create. There were you know you have your campsite and the venue, and they wanted to make a path that so you could go to the venue and it's it's kind of long and it's sort of annoying but it's cool. There's like little art pieces all around, but there was a. Um, a much quicker way and it but it was called the minefield and, <laughs> and it was actually had trenches dug all over the place and they were going to hire like 50 mines so you would go through the field but you'd be accosted by mines the whole time and so you could be, you'd be like at the concert and be like man i forgot something at my tent I guess I got to go through the minefield. I don't want to go <laughs> And the last festival they were going to do, which got canceled, they had hired 50 mimes and they created the minefield and they were going. Where do you get 50 mimes? I don't know. It's always a, like a, you know, a logistical thing that they were like, this would be funny. And they never. Were they did. trained mimes? Yeah, they were, they were real mimes. They were like, they went to mime school. I mean, they were, maybe they were just found on Craigslist as being mimes, but they were willing to just sit there the whole festival and freak out people on psychedelics. Mm. Um, another great one is the, the scare, the, the villain from Children of the Corn. What's I have, I've never seen Malachi? Children of the Corn. You guys don't watch Children of the Corn? No, I, I, have, I don't watch it. any of the Children of the Corn series. Yeah. Believe it or not, you know, they're like children that worship like a pagan god that kills all yeah, the adults or like something. A teen. He was a big fish fan, the actor. 
and Trey okay. had his best friend with him at a show in Las Vegas, and they were in Trey's uh, penthouse suite, and mm. they were on mushrooms, and they were watching Children of the Corn, and Trey went to go get something during a scary part of the movie, and had the actor who plays the villain in the movie come back instead of him and sit next to his friend on the couch and, and just sit there and not say anything and that's sort of that's sort of nihilistic hedonism just sort yeah of, that's a weird that's a weird unsettling prank just a you mean know? thing to do to your friend yeah. that's <laughs> hardly funny oh you're talking about famous fish fans i'm trying to think of other famous fish fans the only one i can think of is harris whittles harris? who is also dead Dead because guy. he did heroin, he was too. He was too fish 2.0 for his own good. Fish 2.0 energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, he was on the uh, podcast. Um, he was on the podcast, which I have a lot of gripes about. Yeah, he's dead. Which podcast? The analyze fish. It was him and um, what's that guy's name? The guy from. He's a guy. He's another from, famous uh, fish fan from uh, Comedy Bang Bang. The main Scott guy? Ackerman. Scott Ackerman. And Harris Scott Ackerman Whittle. is also a fish fan, or no, was not, he... the, the podcast was just Harris Whittles trying to get Scott Ackerman to like fish. Okay. And he did a terrible job. Lucas <laughs> yeah. Harris play snippets of songs, which I thought about doing for this, but it's just it, it's a waste of time. And you play a snippet of a song, and people are like, that sucked. But that's not the point of Fish. The point is it is, like, you should... If you want to know what Fish is like, you should just put on a show and then listen to it in the background. And yeah. then suddenly something catches your ear. And then it's like, ah, that's okay. Or just that's pretty good. a concert and dose them. Yeah. Huh. I Fish... Weird, dose you them sort and of take them in Fish the oh, yeah. same way that Both you take surpri- in podcasts which One, are first surprises like you've been dosed second surprises you you're at a fish concert almost parasocially in a way third surprises now we're having sex fourth god damn it my internet is out again now fuck we're married. this fifth surprise Alex is frozen again with uh, a wild expression on his face oh I think it it's a normal one on my side maybe we get different uh, frozen expressions oh his is I wish you could see it he looks like a, hmm. a baboon huh no, he looks just like a normal, a normal ape. Are you, are you going to storm the state house? No, I don't want to storm it. I have not. I've been to the grocery store, and it, the only place I've been in eight months is the grocery store. Oh boy, you don't want to. You want actually? I went to my dad's house. That's not true. Hey, you came all the way over here. I drove ten hours. I peed in a fucking tomato jar on the way there. Let's bring my tomato jar along and pee in it and dump it on the side of the road. A tomato, <laughs> a tomato sauce jar. Tomato sauce jar, yeah. Oh, you were just eating spoonfuls of tomato sauce? No, I was peeing in a tomato sauce jar so I didn't have to go in and, and, and get COVID at the rest stops. Oh, okay, okay. That's a good idea. God, it was just like horrifying. It's like a horror movie driving across country right now. That's, it sounds pretty entertaining. Some people love it. What? No, don't, I do not recommend it. don't care. You don't you know, care? No one cares. Yeah. I guess, I guess. I go, I, I wildly vacillate between not caring and then also just d- d- deathly afraid of catching it. Uh, I'm mostly deathly afraid of catching it, and I, I just decide not to care when I'm in a situation that's scary. Uh, I'm like, man, it can't be that bad. All these people are fine. Mm-hmm. Well, you sort of have to zen it when that happens because there's nothing you can do if i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it i'm in a i'm in a grocery store there's three sweaty unmasked dudes within two feet of me 
can't do any. I can't fight them. So I could carry around a boombox and play them my favorite show, <laughs> and it's a great social distancing practice. Yeah. That would be funny where, like, it's do the right thing, but white do the right thing, where you, like, you're Radio Rahib, and then you get killed, and then they throw a garbage can through, like, the gym, where the, <laughs> the, the gym in Kinderhook, where the racist police officer is teaching people how to do neck holds. On Harold. Yeah, on Harold. Oh, no! Why am I friends with these people? <laughs> I'm not really sure why Harold was friends with him. Why was Harold there to begin with? I don't know. Harold owned, like, a garage. He seemed like a pretty smart guy. Yeah. Um, well, it's they're the only show. They're the only game in town, and you don't want to be isolated, you know? So it's you make do. What do you got to do? They got a kilo of Coke. And an they IRS do agent. have a kilo Ooh. of Coke. An IRS agent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. People well, live better than me. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, no, there's no, no one. <laughs> no, that's not true. It's not true. You wouldn't want to have a big kilo. You wouldn't want a big brick of Coke no, just next to you. No, no. I'm 100% sober now. Lame. Straight I edge. stopped smoking you're weed no, on you're July. You're Steven 3.0. What? I stopped smoking weed July 21st. I haven't had any kind of intoxicative thing in like three months. It's crazy. Congratulations. I'm now I'm just addicted to video uh, uh, one video game. <laughs> Crusader Kings 3. Yeah. Crusader Kings 3. I play Call of Duty. Whoa. Wow. Really? You're a Call of Duty guy? Very bad at it. Okay. Yeah. Uh do you do you do a, the team speak and do you insult anybody? Do you have 8-year-olds calling you calling you a fag or anything? I just play with my brother and we Oh, that's a nice. Lot. It's online games you can't like it's, I've tried with Rocket League, you you can't be get better than the teens. It's you know, impossible. I, I feel like people have gotten too good at Call of Duty, so it's just it's just like I'm not gonna put enough enough time in to get good enough to kill yeah. people. I mean, a 13 year old boy is mo- is has a motivation and, and ability in him that we will never again have. We have won. We have won war zones. We have, we have been the team that wins out of whatever 100 teams. Yeah, I mean, I, I can, when I'm luck out and get on a, a team with a, a couple of 13 year old boys on Rocket League, I win too. They score all the, they score no, all the goals. It's all us. It's, our, it's all our team. We, we were a team of four, and then one, one of them had a, like a mental breakdown. Oh, and, see, yeah. that's, that's the only way you can win is if they're having a mental breakdown, start talking to them about how. They're never going to have a stable relationship with anybody. Ooh, he knew that. He yeah. bought a crossbow <laughs> and kind of lost it. Uh, he bought a crossbow? Is he the type of guy that like is obsessed with trebuchets? Manganels? No, no, no. He's more of like an anime. Uh, okay, so he's not like a Roman nerd. He's like a... No, no. He's like, sort of like a dystopian nerd. Okay. He's he's, he's uh, a long. He's a good guy. He's just he's just you know bipolar. Is he a Hikikomori? No. Okay, that's good. Those guys are sort of sad. Um, no, he's just it's it's whatever. But yeah, you know, I I play Call of Duty. It makes me want to buy a gun. Yeah, uh, guns are cool. Guns are hard Ooh. to get now. I was thinking about buying one, and then I was like, nah, I'll probably shoot myself. And I then got a, I got a, I the one I want's pretty cool. Yeah, but they're hard. Oh. I've heard they're hard to get now. Like, and also, I've heard ammo is really out of stock. Yeah, but I want a really crappy gun. 
Hmm. So you can get the crappy ammo? I want to get a 22. I'm scared. It's scary to me that ammo is out of stock. That is scary. Get a taser. (laughs) I bought a half a pig, so uh, I shouldn't say this on, on the air, but I have a lot of meat. Why? Okay. We're a, we're a pro meat say... podcast. I eat meat all the time. We're not. I don't think we're attracting. I don't think we're attracting the PC crowd. I think we were already no, no, pre-canceled. I'm, I'm mostly afraid of people coming to get my meat. Oh, <laughs> you're yeah. hoarding your meat. No, I, told the them, only I, people... don't, I told them I don't because you got half a pig. Are you are you freezing the pig? Yeah. Yeah, have yeah. you frozen the I'm pig? Defenseless. <laughs> yeah, I'm defenseless, and I've got 80 pounds of pork in my freezer. And any, anyone mm. could just storm my house. Why did you yeah. buy half a pig? Because you could? Because I could. Because it was available to me. It was a cheap... Fr- oh, that's a good price for half a pig. Winter, you know? You have a freezer. That's what I'm going to storm a your house freezer. for. Yeah, that, was a, that I had, I've had for a bit. Those are hard mm. to get, too. Yep. Like the, the lying down type freezer? No, I would have to cut myself up into some pieces to get in there. Cut myself into pieces. Sorry. Fit in uh, my freezer. Have they, has Fish ever covered that song? Uh, they've covered a lot, but you know they've had um, Kid Rock come on. They've 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 had he's a Republican. Of, had a lot of guests. Uh, I my first fish show, Jay Z came out. Wow, weird. And that's weird. That. Yep, it was really weird. And what did he rap weird. over? Did he rap over anything, they, or he was uh, just there? Nine problems, which was a new tune at that point, and Big Pimpin'. Weird, and they were doing the riffs. They yep. were doing the little there's flute a, riffs and big pimping. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, featuring Cyro Baptista of John Zorn fame on percussion. What? A weird, a weird Why thing. is this band? And then they, there's a recently a, a backstage footage released in which Trey seems to be trying to explain to Jay Z what courtside seats mean. What? Very weird. He's like, yeah, oh yeah, we know that guy. Like, because Jay Z's like, oh man, I know this guy who knows your one of your managers or something. And he's like, oh yeah, he's so cool. He gets his courtside seats like right there, like down on the court. They're like on the court with the players. <laughs> I was like, I think Jay Z is. You there. see, wow, wow, it's an example no, of no, white. See, I know his thought process there. He wasn't trying to explain it. White, he was just trying to assure Jay Z that he knew what courtside yeah. seats were. <laughs> <laughs> okay, black seen... people, basketball. All right, man, I can relate to that. They, yes. what do I, I don't like basketball, but the, he gives me courtside seats. Court I'll tell him seat. I know what courtside like seats court are. Seats. Yeah, black people like courtside <laughs> seats. <laughs> the rest of it was him trying to just relate to being rich. I think. Mm. Yeah. How's your club going? You're opening a club. That kind of thing. Man, mo money, mo problems. Yeah, am I right? Yeah, like I'm currently addicted to Oxycontin. What's going on with you? I'm dating a 17 year old girl named Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike Gordon also dated Beyonce. What? 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 No, that's not true. Uh, that's not true. But he that was would once be accused of being a pedophile. What? That yeah. well, he looks like it. It seems yeah. like it. Honestly, yeah, he used to be one of my favorite guys. I could, I, he's whatever. Yeah. Uh, Pete Townsend. You know that whole Pete Townsend pedophile thing was actually trumped up, and I feel bad forever. You really? know, spreading that rumor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, it turns was. out. I just learned about Bill Wyman today. Oh yeah, that he did the thirteen-year-old. Yeah, the the Rolling Stones were just like a traveling circus of pedophiles. 
Ooh. Well, it was the style at the time. I mean, it's like, uh, what's <laughs> the name of Lori Maddox? That's the yeah. name of the lady that fucked David Bowie and Mick Jagger and Stephen and Jimmy Page. Page. Yeah, it's, Jimmy, yeah, Page. Jimmy Page. Stephen Page Page's. from when she was 14 to 16. And, and he, they asked he her about it. her kidnapped by his what? party. What? Yeah, he met her at a party and was like, you should come on tour with us. And she was like, I'm 14. And he was like... <laughs> I'm an elf. <laughs> on his way out to his bodyguard was like, get that girl on the plane. And, then, well, you and know. that's how it started. Wasn't, didn't Steven Tyler get legal guardianship of a girl that he was, yep. of a 14 year old girl that he fucked? Yep. And just like, Maybe. that's uh, pretty that's, crazy. Yeah, I don't understand why these guys have gotten, you know, there's, there's that, there's that scene in that stupid fucking guitar movie. Mm-hmm. They, oh, uh, it might get time. loud. Yeah, where they're where they're like watching Jimmy Page do like a bad job playing like a whole lot of love. <laughs> and it's like the Edge and Jack White just like soaking it in. Yeah, and like this guy is an idiot, and he's a fucking pedophile. A very sloppy player. Not <laughs> good. I wish I actually like Jimmy Page's it. playing because of its sloppiness. There's lots of sloppy non-pedophiles out there. Uh, yeah. Name like, one. Well, you know, well, get the let out, man. You know. <laughs> Name one non-sloppy I'm pedophile. having a hard time. Uh-huh. Jerry? Uh, Jerry Garcia. Okay. Eddie Van Halen wasn't a pedophile. Mm, I sure Eddie Van Halen was, I mean, he abused women. Yeah, they did fucked up shit. They, the, yeah. The I was waiting when Van, when Eddie Van Halen died. I was waiting for people to come out and try to cancel yeah. him. When, of, when David Bowie died, I was sitting there just like, "Is no one gonna say anything?" No, they no. He get. I mean, he gets away with it because Laurie Maddox did have bad stuff to say about Jimmy Page, but she had nothing but yeah. I fucked David Bowie. It was consensual, and I loved it. And what are you gonna do about it? Nothing, because it's David fucking Bowie. He gets away with it every single time. Yeah, the rock stars. If get I was away fourteen, I fucked David Bowie. You know, I'd be like, "It was great." What do you do? See, that's see, that's an interesting thing. That's something that I find extremely interesting because this happens in the gay community. I've had this conversation with a lot of gay dudes where they talk about being thirteen years old, having like a twenty-two year old boyfriend, and it was totally normal, and they're not traumatized. And you know, I search them for like, "Are you actually not traumatized? Are you just <laughs> saying that?" But no, nah, it seems like they're telling the truth. And what do you do with that information? I mean, it, it, I don't know. Similar to like, there's you know, often every once in a while you get the teacher teacher who slept with like a fourteen year old boy. Yeah. And uh, they talk to the boy, and he's like, eh. "This it was awesome." Well, it's less of that usually, because then there's this like part of. I mean, obviously these people should be seen as rapists. They certainly uh, are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Um, yeah, there's been this, like, reaction and also the men's rights movement. It's become part of it, unfortunately, got absorbed by that, where they're uh, always, like, talking about, uh, have newspaper articles where it says, teacher seduces young boy, but then they cross out seduces, teacher raped young boy, she raped her men's rights, you know. Huh. And, uh, which is correct, but they do, they, they put the weird men's rights spin on it, which makes it unwholesome somehow. Society of Protectors. The, yeah. men, the men's rights movement got all disrupted with the Proud Boys trying to take on the mantle of it. Because the Proud mm. Boys, I'm pretty sure, would be okay with a, like a 13-year-old boy having sex with a teacher. 
Yeah, they, Gavin McInnes would be like, it'll put hair on his chest. Yeah, they would be like, that's great. Mm-hmm. I remember when my teacher fucked me when I was a lad growing up in oh, Montreal, the, and it didn't have any serious effects on me whatsoever. He's the worst. I hope he gets like, some horrible disease and dies slowly. Uh, I, I think Gavin McInnes, I will apologize. What? Not, I think he's obviously a terrible man, but no. he is the only, him and Milo, were the only funny ones. The he's only not, genuinely he's not, funny he's ones. He's not funny, though. He is funny. No, he's totally funny. funny. What? You think Milo is funny? Milo is so funny. What are you talking about? I don't think comedy is ideological. I think him... I think him Neither. just making people mad where, where when he smokes like a dipshit is objectively funny. I'm sorry. I just think that's... No. Even if he's wrong and awful and you terrible. Was he the one who did the... Like he bathed in pig's blood? At, yeah, like, at, Lucian's, <laughs> at Lucian's terrible art show. <laughs> that's not funny. That's silly. That's yeah, it's that ridiculous. doesn't make any sense. No, but it, no, I like I loved his whole attitude. Oh, I'm an evil emperor, and I'm going around and I'm having grapes fed to me, and I love dating black men exclusively. Blah. How could you, no? I think that's funny. I think that's hilarious, yeah. and I think Gavin McInnes is funny too because he's fucking weird. He's he's, just, like I don't a, know if he's a weird guy with sex. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember him talking about uh, uh, leftists, and he's like, they're always saying, "Be better, be better, be butter, be butter," and I, <laughs> I thought that was very funny. <laughs> I was like, "Be," I say, "Be butter" to myself all the time. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, I I don't know. I I just don't think comedy. This is something that I've been mulling over about. Uh, comedy and punk are not ideological. Um, people want to ascribe ideology to them, but they are value neutral. Um, there are less funny conservatives just because, like, opining about why the status quo is good is not funny. But, mm -hmm. you know, um, like, if that's your mentality, you're not going to be funny. Um, but... That, that's something you hear often. It's like, you can't be a punk and also be a MAGA chud. Sure you can. Punk has never been about... Punk has always been about being detached from society. Mm -hmm. Like, you can point to the Clash or Crass as examples of politics, political punk bands like that took up a leftist mantle, but they're vastly outnumbered by people like Cro-Mags, who are a bunch of just dumb people that like high-energy music. I mean, I... And I think it's fine. I think policing you know, people's political ideologies in terms of enjoying high-energy music is actually sort of shitty and actually very anti-punk. You know, because to me what punk is is about being anarchic and not having any rules or regulations or ideologies. You're just shuttling towards the apocalypse. To me, that's what it was Seems about, like right? Seems like anarchists these days are the ones with the most rules. <laughs> annoying. Uh, yeah, they're just a bunch of rule followers. Those guys, those guys, they love, they, they hate rulers, Does but they love rules. Does anyone think that Gavin McGinnis looks like James Hetfield? In, in <laughs> Anytime I've seen him, I'm like, whoa, James Hetfield's at this fucking protest? <laughs> give me fam, give me fire. All the preppers come. Hold on, he's Canadian? Gavin McInnes, yes, he's very Canadian. Yeah. His, his, his punk band was called Anal Chinook. I think he's funny. I think he's it's, really funny. It's not funny, it's uh, gross. He's a, he's a racist asshole, but by gum, you know. And Anal's also a sexist funny. asshole. 
Um, who else is a terrible person that I think is absolutely funny? I mean, Trump. Trump is a perfect example of someone I who's an objectively funny person. I don't think he's that funny. I think he's so he's funny. Not, not good gags. Why do we care about these soldiers anyway? Yeah, I don't the know soldiers thing was funny. That he's more, he's, he's better looking than JFK. <laughs> well, he's less disease ridden. <laughs> That's maybe true. All yeah, right, well, JFK was a, a champion one. of diseases. That's uh, going to wrap it up for this week, folks. <laughs> Dan, do you want to plug anything? Uh, no. You should okay, all listen good. to Fish. Okay. If you want to uh, get any recommendations on shows, you can find me at, at Dalesbridge on Instagram. Um, or just text me. Because you all have Text Dan. Yeah, cool. We're, that, we're what's your phone his, number? We're, just, we'll give you his to, phone uh, number. Listen to the uh, the Island Tour from 1998. For, it was just a three or four show tour uh, in Providence, Rhode Island, and uh, Uniondale, New York on Long Island. You can mm-hmm. listen to the... Uh, there's a lot of good shows. There's a lot of good fish shows. You're going uh, to this. You know, Dan, send us, send us some of your wrecks. And we'll put them in the body of the show. Yeah, we'll put them in the description. We'll put them in the body of the description, description, I guess. Um, And and just give them a chance. Don't be so mad. Give them a... Give them... Don't be... Take it me. Fish fans are terrible. You're right. But they're only terrible because you're putting them in a box. (laughs) And that's how you get people like Gavin McGinnis. (laughs) (laughs) That is the thesis. (laughs) Yeah, if you keep being mean to fish fans, everyone's just going to be a Nazi. Oh no! Yes. They're going to actually turn into Nazi rallies, and the fish to Nazi pipeline is, yeah, and we gotta we gotta cut it off. <laughs> uh, run like Antelope Greg, down to hell. R.I.P. Antelope Greg. Uh, good night, everybody. Thank you for being on, Dan.